0: you low- King you King Oh, you're all that we're after. Friday night was—I'm not making anyone feel bad. I promise. That's not my—that's not my aim. Um, but as we were here with pretty much a remnant. God really invaded this place, like invaded this place, and I personally, you know, we had finished 10 days of prayer, corporate, corporate fasting, Lisa and I went a little further, a couple more days, and like you heard me last week, like it was a rough, rough fast, right, it was rough, I just, personally, I just struggled not with anything in particular, it was just hard, wanted to eat, my mind wasn't fixed, I, it was just scattered. But I tell you, the last two days were the most fruitful days that I had. And so Friday when we came in here, you know, I didn't know, you know, of course, there was frost, literally, across the entire glass, right there, literally, you could, I, I had to put my hand on it to melt it a little, and you couldn't see in or out, right, it was uh, the, the wall of frost. Like Jack came right by here and, you know, blew on the wall. And I'm telling you, it was, there was such a presence of the Lord. And I did. I'm going to preach to you what I had for the night. Tonight. See, they, they, they saved their pastor, you know. No, it was the Holy Spirit. Because I, let me just tell you, what transpired in the worship was amazing and was holy and was beautiful and the Lord himself showed up I said the Lord himself showed up I don't say that flippantly I, the Lord himself showed up in my grill and so tonight as I'm going to share I just want us to keep some things in mind um, and what the Lord spoke to me the Lord spoke to Callie on Wednesday night didn't even know the exact words in January on the 4th, right? January the 4th. And he came to me, the, the king of glory. I don't know where we were in worship. I know I was just having a rough time, like tonight, composing myself, standing up, trying to stay standing. until he came to me and began to speak some things and then he began to say to me this is just the beginning of what I'm about to do those exact words were said to you This is just the beginning. And you're like, wow, are you exaggerating the situation? I am not. I promise you that the Lord was here in strength and in power. And I don't know if it was like that for everyone else, but I don't care. No, I I honestly don't because he, and I, I, again, I don't say it flippantly. I feel like the Lord in his person came to me, the king of glory. And I don't say that to like say, oh, you know, elevate me. No, 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 no. I think if it's, it's holy and I think because it was here and because of out, the, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So I say this to just, ger, just germinate faith in your, in, your, in your inner man right now. That God, I'm going along for a ride with, with these folks and I want to see what it is you have a head because if this is just a touch and I say a touch the presence of the Lord is coming into this place and listen to me I don't say this out of exclusivity do you understand what I'm saying it can happen anywhere God wants to do it everywhere but we have to learn to pull on the spirit of God and it doesn't happen by accident. I said it doesn't happen by accident. It does not happen by accident. I promise you that. God is wanting to show up and it won't happen by accident. Some of us think that revival or an or outbreak of awakening is just sovereign. God just decides. No, God was waiting in, in, in the Welsh revival before anyone even showed up. He was waiting for some people to come in and begin to push, or should I say, or, which is where I'm going tonight, pull on the presence of God. Because we use, this, we use this vernacular of pray until something happens. And I agree. Because God wants us to bind and loose. But I think he's trying to pull us into a position where we pulling from the Holy Spirit and the the Bible says that there's a river that flows from the king's domain and when it flows it flows into a people it flows down the river and you are the trees of righteousness that bear fruit in every season that's what you're supposed to be say I'm going to be it's happening now Really, because the river that God is bringing together, listen, how many are from. uh, How many are Catholic background in here? Look, look. That's like, wow, that's like half the congregation. How many grew up like Methodist or something like that? Congregational. Wow, that's that's old school New England. Come on, we got three people that come. All right. How many were just born of the blazing Holy Ghost? Come on. You should all be lifting your hands right now. Come on. You were born in the glory. I'm telling you, God is bringing this this flow and this stream that comes from the throne of God. And God is wanting us to step into this place where we learned to pull from the Lord Jesus. I use all the time, I use this, this same language. God wants us to learn to pull from heaven. Well, the heavens are open, and the person that we're looking for is Jesus. (laughs) I said, the person that we're looking for is Jesus. In this place, God is wanting to come and visit us in the person of Jesus. I mean, walking into the room, touching sick people without anyone, I'm saying this, I'm going to keep declaring it, that just the presence of God begins to heal sicknesses and eradicate diseases and, and, and defies demonic powers in the building. I said this this morning at Pastor Ernie's church. Come on, this is my second service today. But I'm telling you, the Lord never did a healing or signs and wonders clinic. The Lord never did a deliverance school. Oh, you're all getting quiet on me. You all are getting quiet on me. He didn't do any of those things. Why? Because he discipled people. And he said, if you, if you, if, if you receive the Holy Ghost... If you receive me in spirit form, (laughs) if you receive God in spirit form, you're empowered to do the works, the greater works. That's what he said. That's just, that's all he said. He didn't say, Here, I'm going to teach you to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He just said, Go. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Why? Because. I'm your comfort zone. I'm the place where the comforter comes. I'm the source of the comforter that flows in your life. I'm going to show you. Just We'll go through a few scriptures tonight. But I want you to see that God has a deep well. He wants you to learn to draw from. And he wants us to attach ourselves to the very hem, The very presence. The very virtue of who he is. Yes. There is no other way. There is no other formula. I don't have another word for you for the rest of my life. Other than Jesus is the only way that we're going to be empowered to heal the sick, yeah. to walk in victory. Never mind. Just put aside the, the, put aside the gift stuff, okay? Yeah. To walk in victory. Yes. To walk in purpose. To walk filled with light so that every place you go begins to release the domain of the kingdom and crushes the power of darkness. This is where we want to live. This is the only place you want to live. And God, in, through His Holy Spirit, just say the Holy Spirit is my greatest teacher. He is the best teacher. He really is. He's the best teacher I could ever have. And so I say this over and over and over. If I read my Bible, if I grab hold of the Word, And the author begins to teach me. There's an impartation that has to happen. Because when revelation hits the pages of life, when the revelation of the word touch the word of God, when the revealer comes and he begins to reveal it to me, then all of a sudden that becomes active in me and I walk in it. Why? Because the truth has been made mine. Are you tracking with me? Yes. Jesus <laughs> wants to come and teach us the word, Amen. and it may come by a, it may come through a clinic. You understand? I'm not throwing that stuff aside because I've been to them. I've been to John G. Lake Healing Rooms. I did all these things. I've done them. Have they helped? Yes. But the best place for me to receive, come on. the best place for you to receive. I can teach you all day long. The Holy Ghost and power can come in this place and show you something or show you at your desk, at your house, in your nice chair or your bed, wherever you pray. Yes. Come on, we pray, pray. We're not praying in bed. But come on, my last things, when I'm laying in bed at night, I get some things from the Lord. Yeah. Because I'm asking God, my last thoughts I want to have are on you. Yes. My last the face I want to see at the end of the day is you. I love my wife. She's the one I want to see. But I want to see the Lord. I want to see his face. I want his touch. I want him to touch me. I, he is my comforter. He's the one. Just think, if you walked in the comfort of the Lord all the time. That, that is just profound. That hit me so profound today. If you walk in that comfort, you don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. Because he's the one, he's the. Oh, I said he's the only one. He's the only one. All right, I'll read a scripture. Matthew chapter nine, verse nineteen. We're going to hit a few things, and I, and I just want to go through some things because I, I feel like if we learn to draw, you'll remember this. You'll remember this. This is about the woman with the issue of blood. But there's super important things that we need to grab out of this because God wants the glory that's on Jesus to be pulled upon by the people. By you and I. There's a virtue that's in Christ that He is going to that He is going to teach us to pull from. Everyone say pull from. from. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) You're going to pull from Jesus. You're going to pull from his word? You're going to pull from the deep, deep well that he has? Are you there? Matthew chapter 9, verse 19. It says, so Jesus arose and followed him, and so his disciples, right? It says, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came behind and touched the hem of his garment, For, for she said to herself, if only, oh. If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said to her, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And as a result, we see that she was healed. But there was some place in her. Listen, Matthew 14. And you guys just might have to write some things, because I'm going to start firing around, okay? Matthew 14 and 36 says that it's another scene with Jesus and it says that and men went and when men of all that place recognized him they sent out into all the surrounding regions brought to him all who were sick and begged him oh everyone say begged him begged. the old testament word is beseeched him begged him that they might only touch the hem Oh, I'm telling you, there's something about the tassel, something about the hem of God's garment, something about just touching one of the molecular structures that's attached to the Lord that releases virtue for you, that will release and empower you, that will come and change your life in a moment. We're looking for all kinds of the seven ways to get free. The 27 ways, the 17 steps. I, you listen, God is warning us. There's one step that says, "Touch to him." The Bible says this: that when, he, when the woman touched him, all of a sudden, whew, he knew. And he turned around in a crowd of who knows how many? People were thronging. The Bible says that people were thronging on him. Why? Because they knew who he was. The first thing is we've got to recognize the Savior. No one else is your Savior. Jesus is your Savior. Oh, I said Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is the only one. And he will use men filled with the virtue of Christ... The presence of God, the glory of God, to fill you. He will. But the best place is when you attach your faith and you release your faith. What does that even mean? What does it mean? That means I look and I see Jesus, and all of a sudden, everything that's within me, the Bible says that they begged. Are you begging? Are you begging for the Lord to touch you? I'm asking you, are you begging for the Lord to change you? Are you begging? Because God wants us to be not just, listen, there's, there's desperation, and then we have a mindset of entitlement. That I already know these things, and I already know the word, and I know my position in Christ. I'm sorry if you haven't touched the Lord. If you haven't encountered him. I'll just say this. Friday night, when he came to me, I've had angelic experiences. Awesome. Off the charts. Scare me. Send me under the table. Awesome. But not like the king. Coming to you and looking at you with the eyes of fire. And walking straight at you. Because you know that he's the one that stands above every other. Every other. Every condition tonight. I promise you. If we could touch the hem. If we could draw. From the person, from the... From the hem of who he is. The very fiber that might even whisp by and just brush you. You hear me? I'm jealous you're going to the dirt where he walked. No, that's like, that's huge. That's like Huge. But even greater is if he walks to you. (laughs) Right here, right now, tonight. If he just walks up to you. What would happen? Everything would change about you. Everything would change. Everything would change in every church in in the northeast. If Jesus would just walk in the door and we would what? Recognize. Jesus for who he was. And that we would beseech him. And look, at, your faith is just a channel. It's just a, a channel. It's just a, a pipeline that you begin to release towards the Lord. Or just a thought. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it because you can't, you can't muster it up. It comes from the Lord because you recognize who he is. Are you good tonight? Listen, God, the Lord himself, is going to show up in such a powerful way. I am convinced. You can't tell me any different. He's going to show up in such a way. Not just because it's exclusive for here. It's exclusive for whoever will beseech him. Whoever will earnestly desire that he would come and visit their home. Whoever would earnestly desire that God's flame would come I can't calm down. There's no way. I can't help but get excited. I can't help but shout. I can't help but when I think about the Lord and when I think about the flame of God on your life and what he wants to do in your life. I get excited and I want you to touch the hem and draw from him. And I'll lay hands on your head till my handprint is in there. I don't care. But I'm telling you if you set your faith towards the Lord that it's not even me or anyone else. If you set your faith to believe God, you're coming to live. You, you live inside of me. I am a, habit, I'm a, I'm a living stone I'm a living stone that you want to build a habitation on. What does that look like for your life? We try to think ourselves right out of it. I'm telling you, we try to think, wow, God, you want to do this. And you you start getting stuck in your vision for your life. I'm telling you, just find him. Just find him. He's in the room. He's in your prayer closet. He's in the secret place. He who dwells. When I dwell with Him in that place where He is when I dwell in that place where He is then I abide. (laughs) Are you hearing me? There's a difference between me thinking that Everything's okay. I'm positionally all set. I like the concept. We like the concept. But I'm telling you, God wants you to touch him in a tangible way. The king of glory wants you to touch him in a tangible way. Watch. Listen. God, wait. April, set your calendars. End of the month. Jeremy will be here. Jeremy Nelson. It's not about a personality. It's about hungry people coming together. It's about thirsty people coming together. And watch what God does. Watch what God does in the weeks ahead. Watch what God does in March. In February. We're not even, we're just, I can't even believe the first month of the year is already gone. But we've got a short month. Come on. And God wants to show up and blow you up. So they begged him, and the Bible says, as many as touched what? It. That's the word. Touched it. Just the hem. That means that John, the revelator, when God is sitting there before him, And he's got the seven stars, the seven spirits of God. And the Bible says that he falls like a dead man. He just begins to unload all virtue on John so that he can write the next 20 chapters. question is how deep do you want to go question is what do you really want that becomes the question am i going to go into the place so this word beg or beseech i just want it because beseech to beseech means to beg for urgent for urgent beg urgently or anxiously you're like that's not of god oh no it is because you can't wait yeah. you get that anxious jitters yes. about what God's about to do do you ever get like that in a yes. worship service I do yes. I personally had that today yes. after all the crazy going on and we have strings breaking and sounds messed up and I'm like mm-hmm. Callie's like ah, you know, yeah. I'm like God <laughs> I gotta stop moving around in the holy place and then boom Amen. come on just in time but I can feel and I can sense an uptick of God's presence can I tell you this listen I I, I want everything I want everything I want the gemstones to fall and hit the rug look around I want God's angelic beings here but if the Lord of glory walk in the room then we don't need another thing. We'll need another thing. I'm expecting all the other things, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, but that's all coming out of him. We're gonna, I will, I promise you. Acts chapter two next week, first one and chapters one and two, we'll try and get through it, won't happen probably. But I'm telling you, there are things in the Bible that show us that listen, they just did certain things and signs and wonders, and great demonstration of power showed up because they were doing community well, and the apostles' doctrine, which was Jesus' teachings. Was in the center of everything. And community and prayer. Three steps. Or three unchangeables. Hello. How are we doing? So there's... To beseech means to beg urgently, anxiously, to request earnestly, to implore, to make supplication... And so this goes back to one thing. What does your prayer life look like? It's okay, take an account. What does it look like? God wants to increase it, as good as it might be. He wants to increase it, as wonderful as it might be. Or as maybe you feel like, man, I I got a long way to go. Because some weeks I feel like I got a long way to go, and some weeks I feel I'm I'm out in the stratosphere someplace. Like I said, the fast was <clears> the, <throat> I felt like I was slipping off the slide. <laughs> like I feel no glory, God. I feel no grace, no glory, nothing. But then day 12, right. God. he shows up. So what are we willing to push through? Because guess what? Your flesh is so alive. And it so needs to die. put that on your refrigerator. It does. It does. My flesh needs to die. That's why what the, devoting myself to prayer and fasting and I'm not tooting on it because, oh, it's supposed to keep that quiet. No, we had a corporate fast, so I'm just blabbing it out, okay? I don't tell you every time I'm fasting. And you shouldn't be telling everyone, no, I'm fasting. Yeah, that's right. If you show up for, for lunch, you shouldn't show up for lunch. Or just drink water and laugh. (laughs) All right? The Holy Spirit wants us to press in a little deeper. And again, it's not about striving, but there's spiritual disciplines that bring us into deeper places. Because the church right now is probably not fasting. We're good at feasting. (laughs) Come on. Paul didn't say I I buffet my body, he says I buffet my body. Okay? <laughs> you can write that one on the refrigerator too. Mercy. Listen, we beseech someone because we need help. And when we come into a position where we understand that I need the Lord more than anything else, like I don't need, you know, we, we, we want to fill our schedule with all the things that we do, right? Like, I'm, I'm all about prayer. I'm all about Bible study. I'm all about these things. But the Lord has to be in the center of it. The Lord has to be in the center. It just can't be church activity. Okay? And I'm telling you, therefore, we want to recognize our need for him. I have to recognize my own need for him. And it's ready. Here we go again. Mark chapter 6, verse 54. Says and when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him. Everyone say recognized, <laughs> ran through the whole surrounding region and began to carry out on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he entered into villages, cities, and, and countries, they laid the sick on the market in the marketplaces. What did they say? In the marketplaces. Hmm. We bring him to church. They brought him in the marketplace. Hmm. I just caught that. And begged him. Everyone say, begged him. Begged. If they were begging Jesus for, touch, for a touch, how many know I need to beg Jesus for a touch? I need to beg Jesus for what I need to get me over to the other side. Oh, man. That they might touch what? The hem. You can look at the hem, it's everywhere. It's what he wore, it was his, his mantle. And God has a mantle that he wants you to touch so you can begin to wear it yourself. I'll say it over here. God wants you to touch the mantle. He wants you to touch the shawl. He wants you to touch the tassel. So that you begin to walk in what he walked in. Hmm. So immediately again, they recognized him. It's repetitious, guys. We miss it all the time. They recognized him. They recognized him. Do you recognize when Jesus comes to you? Do you recognize the Holy Spirit's voice? Do you recognize when the Spirit is releasing an utterance? Do you recognize the Spirit that's on people around you? Or you or, Or do you not? Do you recognize? And then it says this, they ran. And most of us, when we get into a pinch, we run the other way. We run to other things that are gonna comfort us. We run to all the other stuff that, we, that worked in the flesh that makes me feel good. I need everyone's opinion on where I'm at right now. No, you don't. Stop asking people for their opinion, God wants to come into your life and invade your life. I'm not saying we don't ask for wise counsel. That's wrong, right? God, there's a there's a there's a cult counsel in the multitude of many. There's good counsel, but there's also we go to people that are wounded and broken, and we telling everyone our stuff. God wants you to go to Him, run to Him. And then it says this, that they carried everyone else. Why? Because they recognized who was there. Are we carrying everyone else to the place where Jesus is? Come on. Are you being used by the Lord to bring people to Jesus? Come on. Come on. And I love this. Wherever they heard Jesus was, wherever he, wherever he entered, as many as touched him, they were all made well. Wherever. Wherever. Let's just stop and think about Nazareth, though. Because they recognized, they didn't recognize he was Jesus. The Christ. They rec- recognize him as Jesus, the carpenter, the son of Joseph, not the son of God. And how often do we come into familiar places with the Lord? The Lord is in the room, yet we're so familiar with the situation and the atmosphere. Oh, everyone say atmosphere. You get so used to an atmosphere. This is what I pray that this place never becomes. There has been such a grace in here. There is such an open heaven over this place. Right? It was a church, it was the church before, and then we just came back in. Come on, it's holy ground. And God wants to bring it to a whole nother level. Not because of the building or the structure, but because who's in here? Yes. <laughs> he wants to come in in a way that everyone recognizes there's a place down on th- in the middle of Kingston, the middle of nowhere, the middle of Nazareth. Amen. No, not in the center of some city, some epicenter. In the middle of nowhere so that he can do what he wants to do. Without restriction. So they drew healing and miracles out of him. Come on, put your hands up right now. Right now in the glory. My ears are burning. God, I thank you for your glory in this room. I thank you for your power in this room. I thank you, Lord. as we are, Our eyes are focused on you, Lord. You are the king of glory. You are the king that continually pours out on your people. And God, we're asking right now that Lord Jesus would be glorified. That Jesus would be revealed. That Jesus would be magnified. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We recognize you in this room. And we beseech you as a people. We beg you We earnestly desire you. We bring supplication, prayers, fasting to you. God, we thank you that you're moving in this place. And we ask, Father, that you just release an awareness on everyone in this room, an awareness that you're here That at any moment you could do anything. Even the most crazy miracle, you could do it in a moment. And bones would snap and crack and something would just happen. And you could set the captive free in a moment. Just from them being in this room. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord. That we get to partner with you. We thank you that we get to come under your leadership tonight. We thank you, Lord, that we get to, we get to. It's a privilege that we get to. That's <laughs> That you, you are the one that truly is the only comfort on the planet. No other comfort. Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, and I'm not preaching that again, (laughs) but it says, so it was that as the multitude pressed about him to hear the Word of God. So the first thing was pulling, pulling on the Spirit. James Maloney used this term over and over, it's called the pull of the Spirit. William Branham used to use the same words. The pull of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? There's a drawing. It's almost like you're plugged in and you're able to draw electricity. You're uh, able to draw power because you're you're the conduit that pulls the power of God. And so the Spirit of God wants us to be in a position where we pull. But here's the thing. We have to push in and press in. Why? To hear. Because we're not a people that are Dull in hearing, but sometimes you just got to get a little closer. you hearing me? God wants us close, in close proximity, so he can touch us, but so we can hear him. So the Bible says here, in, in Luke, it says that they pressed about him to hear the word of God as he stood. And faith comes by what? Hearing. So what builds... Like, I know my Bible builds faith in me, but when, my, when the Lord lights the blaze, my Bible, into my spirit, then I really have faith. Then God really ignites faith inside of me. I can, I can see myself at the lake of, of, of Gennesaret, right? I can be there in the place. Come on, you have to put yourself where Jesus is in Scripture so that he can become alive in a new way for you. And he wants to dominate the atmosphere of your life. But if you're not close enough to hear him and you can't hear the word that comes from him, then you're missing everything. So also we have to hunger for the things of God. And I have to hunger and thirst for the word of God to put a demand on the person of God. Are you hearing me? Oh, come on. This is good tonight. The Lord wants us in this position. Positioned to hear. Positioned to find the person of Jesus. <laughs> positioned to step into the river where the glory is flowing. And the throne of God re- just releases out of the house of God, out of his presence, and out of who he is. He is the word. He is the word. Oh my gosh. He is the Word. He's the Word of God alive. He is the Hebrews 4 in chapter 12. He is sharper. And He knows your thoughts and your intentions. He knows your heart. He knows your heart cry. He knows everything about you. And He wants to ignite what's inside of you. He wants to meet the need inside of you. I feel God on that. He wants to meet you. And so there's this thing about like right now, right now I feel it. You all are pulling, you're pulling. Why? Because if there's no anointing in the room, you don't pull on anything. But the anointing's flowing, God's in the room, and so what happens is it pulls the word out of me. It pulls, it pulls the unction of the Spirit. It pulls what God has for you out of the, who is ever ministering under an anointing. It's just an anointing. It's out of the glory where you pull. You're hearing me? And God wants us to be in a position. God, my heart, my flesh, they cry out. My heart and my flesh. That's David's words. My heart and flesh, they cry out. For what? The living God. He's alive. I have to remind us, He's alive. He's the living Christ and He's in the room. And He's in most of you in this room moving. And this whole thing I said last week was about a capacity. God is raising the capacity in your life to grab hold of more of Him so that you can walk in the fullness of your destiny and calling. But you can't do it without Him. I'm telling you, there's a flame of God that's coming for you as you press into this place. He leads you in all direction. He'll point you in the right place. And he will, he will absolutely shake things from you. And you've got to determine whether you're going to allow him to shake those things from you. Some of us just want to hold on to the things he wants to remove. And some of us want to just, I want this way. And he's trying to point you that way. But I'm telling you, the Lord, whew, he's wanting to shake things. And he's wanting to make you and form you. Are you all right so we need to pay attention and respond and listen carefully and hear within the hearing i said hear within the hearing there's a mystery inside of what God speaks to us. Ready? Right? I'm speaking mysteries right now. There's a mystery inside of what God has to say to you that we don't usually grab hold of, we don't attach ourselves to, because we're dull. Come on, put your hands up quick. <laughs> I shake off dullness. No, I shake it off. No, you want to hear the living word of God. So there has to be a place where now you're hearing within what God is saying to you, what I'm telling you, there's always something within what God says. There's a mystery within what He speaks that He wants you to hear. That's why He wouldn't, Isaiah would have never prophesied it, and Jesus would have never reiterated it. And Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, would have never reiterated that they have ears, but they do not hear. They have eyes, but they do not see. Come on. God, that you would be in here like this every week. That you would be in this place like this every week because I sense the Lord doing deep things with people right now. I sense the presence of the Lord that's doing deep things in your, in your inner man. If you just take it, if you just receive it, if you just just begin to lean into it and pull. Everyone pull. Pull from the Holy Spirit. Pull from Jesus right now. So we need desirous hearing right? Desire. My, my heart and my flesh, they desire. And not to have what? Like Timothy said, itching ears. Because l- we like to hear the good things, the fluffy things, that'll kind of send us off on an, on a, out of the way. It moves us off the path. But he says, I'm not looking for people that have itching ears. I'm looking for people that are ready to dive into the Word of God and receive truth for what truth is, so that we can walk in power, So it's within what he speaks. It's inside of what he speaks. Acts 13, 44. Please just write these down because I'm just going to hit them quick. On the next Sabbath, it says that almost the whole city came out together to hear what the word of God. This is the book of Acts. This is after Jesus is gone and you got a bunch of guys and women that are filled with the power of God. Why? Because they stuck in room and they waited for the power of the Holy Spirit to touch them. And then they began to walk out what the Holy Spirit spoke and the utterance of the Spirit. And they began to walk into what God said. Because they drew, in 10 days, they drew all of what Jesus had already prepared. He said, listen, I go away. It's to your advantage. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's not to my advantage. If you leave, he, they, he said, I promise you this. If, you, if I send the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, you, you're way better off. Because he, now I'm living inside of you. Amen. That's right. now come on. It's what we need. It's what was designed for us. Yeah. Adam fell. Forget about it. Yes. That's right. That's right. You have something greater that lives inside of you. It's the fullness of God. Yeah. Come on. You can't redeem what's broken. That's right. no. It's just brand new. Yeah. It's brand new. You're brand new. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to do what He said He's going to do inside of you. You're going to be able to do all the things that you're dreaming about with God. If you choose to dream. And listen well. The Lord so wants us to hear the Word of God. So it says... In Acts 13, 49, it says, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout the whole region. Can I tell you when the Holy Spirit drops on a people, for real, for real. For real. Like not, we go to church, we go through the motions, we have, you know, for real. When a Holy Spirit comes upon a people in fullness, on fire, guess what? Everyone's gonna hear You do not need an advertisement. You don't. People will flock. Because you have the real thing. And God wants to be more real to you than the skin that you touch on your body. you're ready for supply and demand because there's a law of supply and demand how many know the law of supply and demand what's the commodity what is wanted more than anything gold diamonds I'll tell you what the best commodity on the planet is. You already know the answer. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You say, well, you haven't seen my bank account. I don't care what it looks like. I do care. Because God wants you to prosper. God wants the increase of himself. I do believe that. But I'm telling you, there is supply that we have to have a demand for. That God wants to release to this place, and any person who's thirsty enough, hungry enough, desirous enough, beseeching enough, yes. anyone. And John 4:6 just to, begins to depict it in, a, in an even new dimension. It says, "Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat down at the well, and it was about the sixth hour." And we know what happened there. We know what happened there. He is the well. And he encounters this woman who is the church. Who is the church. Who has five other husbands. And Jesus is at the well. And he's giving her a little lesson on Jacob. And then he's saying, I'm the well. And she still doesn't get it. She still doesn't get it. She still doesn't get it. it. I have to go there. Hold, please. Because verse 15 sums it all up. And this is everyone in the church. Come on. This is the bride of Christ. We've had all kinds of other husbands, we're trying to do it all kinds of other ways. We're cheating on Jesus. And we don't even know it. Yeah. And she says this. Sir, give me this water. That I may not thirst. Nor come here to draw. Sir. Give me this water. Give me this water. I don't even know where it comes from. It definitely doesn't come from this well. And she still doesn't know who she's sitting with. And so God help us to know who we're sitting with. God help us to know who we're sitting next to even. God, help us to realize and know the anointing that's on the person that's even next to us that could actually, wow. There's a well inside of the person next to you, but you don't stop to, to find out who they are. Come on, it's the person at the other side of the church that you definitely don't talk to because they, they're outside your pathway. But let me bring it back to us and the Lord again. Because the Lord Himself is there speaking to her, and He says, I've got all the water. You have no idea. You will never go dry. Why? Because you can't even draw deep enough to get from me what I have. And the Lord gives this to us every week. Every day. He tells us, listen, I have a place that you can draw from, but you choose not to draw from there. And I want to be in a place where, God, I'm looking for you. And I don't ever want to come back to this dried up well that I'm at right now. Oh, Guys, the woman then begins to put a demand on the well. The living water who's sitting right before her. The living one who's sitting there and she doesn't know and he's actually worn out in his flesh and she sees that. Just said it. He was tired. He got there and he's like, I'm not even supposed to be here with you. First of all, he's breaking all protocol. And let me tell you, God will break all protocol to meet you. He will break every protocol so that you will come and drink of the living water everything. He will, he will shut it all down so that you find Him. Yeah. And there has to be a life that we draw. Everyone say, draw. You have to draw from the Spirit of God. You have to draw from Jesus so that you can be filled for life and walk out and go into the marketplace like the previous scripture said, the marketplace. Wow. No, they're not coming running to the church. They're not. Unless you bring them. And say, look, guess what's happening here? This isn't to promote and fill seats. I'm telling you, I promise you. This is, this is, the Holy Spirit wants us to be in a position where, listen, I bring you into my atmosphere. I bring you into a place. I am, you know what? Sometimes people run out of here. Because demons can't handle what's in here. But sometimes the grace of God, hello, we don't know that until they get here. And we don't know that until we're out there and we begin to pray for them. I'm not talking about necessarily bringing them to this geographical space. But I'm telling you the church has to step out and say, look, I've got the one. I'm so filled with God. I'm, I, I've been with God. When you've been with Jesus, people are attracted. Because yes. they know there's something different about you. Yes. Do people know that there's something different about you? Yes. I'm asking the question. Yes. You don't have to answer I want us to be a people that are changed in the glory of God. That I don't just fall on the carpet, shake, and then I don't get up changed. Are you hearing me? Because we go through cycles over over and over and over and over again. And God wants to break it all off because he wants you to be focused on one thing. The well. He's the place where we grab everything from. So the Bible says this about Revelation 21. That what? That there's a fountain fountain of the living water and it comes from one place, the throne of heaven and when I look and I ask the Holy Spirit God, we want this place to be a reservoir a reservoir a river and prophetically we do, we have a look the river is growing behind us. I promise you. Don't let it into the basement. But the Holy Spirit is a river that's flowing through this place. And I've seen this over and over and over again. A river flowing through this place. And when a, when that river's touching it, it heals what? The nations. The Bible says it heals the nations. It releases. All fruit, all the time. There's never a dry season. God is constantly bringing forth fruit in every month. And that's what it looks like when we're drawing from the throne of God. Jesus is the center of everything. what I believe the Lord wants to do tonight. He wants to release and put you in a position so that you're pulling on the supply. Who's the supply? Jesus. Jesus. Who's the supply? The Holy Spirit. Who's the supply? The Father. Who's the supply? The throne of God. Who's the supply? Everything that heaven has for us, that is the supply.